Live from the Heartland Mamas studio, this is the Heartland Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Henry. The Heartland Mamas podcast is available on all podcast platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and proudly part of the Demcast USA network. As of today, we only have 330 days left until November 5th, 2024. So I hope you're out there working hard for your candidates. Petition season just ended. The opportunity to kick people off the ballot is over. Some people do have challenges. I'm wishing them all the best. And I'm wishing you the wherewithal to work your butts off for every Democratic candidate up and down the, the ballot. So today, uh, we need to finally discuss the Hamas-Israeli war. I have tried not to speak on this issue because it is a, a world issue, not an Illinois issue. It's a federal issue, not a Heidi issue. But we can't help but have an opinion on what's going on over there. And we can't help but feel helpless in this moment in time because we're watching this happen in real time and there seems to be no end in sight. So when I knock on people's doors, this is all they want to talk about right now. I mean, every every jump in the, the news cycle, you know, brings new questions about different things. Right now, for the last two months, this has been at the top. And I just feel like I should address it from my point of view. And maybe it's your point of view, too. As a Renaissance tribe, we tend to look at things as a whole instead of little pieces. But we need to examine some of the pieces in order to make decisions that can help for the future. So first of all, I'd like to quote from one of my favorite authors, um, from Carl Sagan, who says, an organism at war with itself is doomed. And what he's alluding to is that no one wins at war. I mean, we call winners and losers. But the reality is, is that we all lose. We all lose a huge part of our collective soul when we participate in the licensed murdering spree called war. Second of all, it is not anti-Semitic to criticize Israel's response to the horrific attack on Hamas on October 7th. Criticizing the deaths of innocent people and the human toll is an empathetic uh, response to war. We feel it uh, from the innocent people murdered, hurt, and stolen on October 7th to the babies that died in incubators in Gaza when they were left behind in the evacuation. We can't help but feel that at a cellular level. I feel it, and I'm sure you do too. It feels to me like the Netanyahu administration dropped the intelligence ball from the get-go to allow October 7th to have happened in the first place. And Netanyahu's over-the-top response will not eradicate Hamas, but instead will eradicate innocent Palestinians living in Gaza. And while history shows us how we got to this place in time, we need to think about how to resolve this and move forward. Condemn Hamas for the October 7th attack. Root out all those that planned and executed this horrific violence. But without taking another 
innocent life. The retribution has been tenfold so far, and it doesn't show any signs of stopping. It seems like they are guessing where Hamas is. Are they in the north? Are they in the south? In an area from Ottawa, Illinois to Morris, Illinois, and from Interstate 80 to the Illinois River, this is a hugely densely populated area. It's small, but there's tons of people packed in there. And there's people packed in there that were never part of Hamas, but they're paying the highest cost. Hamas must go. The violence must stop on both sides. On both sides. Innocent people must be the ones to prevail in this conflict. The killing and destruction has to stop. We have watched this violence escape the borders of Israel and Palestine and arrive at faraway places, even right here in the United States. We have to allow Qatar to broker the peace and help render aid to all the innocent. We must allow a pathway to a permanent peace by honoring the agreement made in May of 1948. There is no other way. And that agreement is not going to make anyone happy, but that's where this started. And we must compromise for lasting peace. And while I might be oversimplifying all of this, we cannot go back and do a do-over. That's not possible. We've talked on this program a bunch of times about how you can't live in the past. You have to go forward. That's the only way. But you see, this goes back for centuries into the, the Turkish Ottoman Empire. And up until World War I, Britain had no, um, like, Palestine was not even on their, on their radar, right? So when Britain went to war in World War I with the Ottoman Empire, um, Palestine was one of those victory trophies, I guess, for Britain. And they didn't really want to deal with it anymore. So they did what they've done, just like what they did in India. They decided to break it up, to break Palestine up into a Muslim part and a Jewish part. But they didn't respect the culture, the history, the families, the commerce, the society, the religion, nothing that already existed when they decided to partition Palestine. So, and why it may have said, sounded sensible at the time, just like when they broke up India into India and Pakistan, that sounded sensible, right? What a hot mess that's been, uh, and still is. You know, you still have families that, that have, were once on the same street that are now in different countries. And it's the same thing in Palestine. So, in that area has been super fluid even before the Turkish Ottoman Empire. It's been fluid since before recorded history, right? I mean, it's changed hands a bunch of times. It's been different things. So we can't expect a miracle, but I think we have to go back to when this started in May of 1948 and just go from there because we, we don't have a choice. I believe that there's room in this world for all of us to worship God or not. 
as we choose. There's room enough in this world for us to share our community, communal holy lands. There just really is. There's room in this world for lasting peace and hope and a future of good works. There's enough room in this world if we stop drawing imaginary lines in the sand and then going to war over them. I'm a respecter of all people. To be able to live in peace, to worship or not as they please, to share in the bounty and live in harmony, to stop killing one another because that resolves nothing. It only makes matters worse and innocent people. Oh my God, innocent people. There's no room on this planet for people who murder, harm, and kidnap others, nor is there room in this world for people that herd other people to different parts of the country so they can annihilate them. There's no room for that. Two wrongs don't make a right, and retribution only causes death and not resolution. In my church, in my denomination of Christianity, not yours, not everybody's, but in mine, we have a saying, and we say to one another, peace be with you. And the response is, and always with you. So today, I'm going to bid you peace. I'm going to bid the world peace. My heart hurts for those that are suffering. And like you, I feel powerless to help. I support both sides because I can see the value in that. I'm concerned that oversimplifying it isn't enough for those that love war. And we all know them. But so from the edge of the Great Red Divide, this is Heidi Henry. This has been the Heartland Mamas podcast. I bid you peace.